Algar Productions. Welcome to the Post Atomic Horror, the most comprehensive Star Trek podcast ever produced, with your hosts, Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Supplemental, episode 45, featuring Gav Brown and Gav Drury. Hi, friends. Well, first things first, let's let's get those beers popped. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Good thing you're here. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Very good. Now, Ouch. Hang on one second. Ouch. Yeah. What'd you do? I nearly what? severed my fingers trying to remove the lid. This, it's not like first... I've been doing this for years or anything. <laughs> is this your first beer rodeo? We can't stop the episode so you can go to the hospital. Yeah. We'll just do it live in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, uh, it's it's Christmas once again, mm-hmm. and time once again to, uh, well, I was going to say once again. We've never done anything like this before. <laughs> What what we have been given by these two gentlemen here are two of our favorite people to podcast with. Uh huh. Oh boy, what did you do? It it it, it, it it's something. So let's let's recap. What did this you came do, up. <laughs> this came up during your last appearance when we covered Crime Traveler. Do you remember the actual context in which we discussed the royal family? It must have been because the chief in. Crime Traveler, as well as being in Brookside, was also in um, this, this, the Royal Family, yeah. Yeah. playing the mother. Okay. What's her name? And Sue Johnston. Sue Johnston. There we go, Gav. Ah, that makes sense. And then we probably went off on a hilarious tangent about, uh, do you mean the actual Royal Family? And <laughs> I, I know. But hilarious consequences. Uh-huh. Oh, I, I remember that now, yeah. I don't. I just. No, I, was, I just. I know how our riffing works, and I assumed it was something like that. <laughs> no, it was, I was just like, so what is it about? It's a. It's a middle class fa- family called Royal, and they were like, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was sad enough. for a while. They're not really middle class, though, are they? Lower middle whole, class. That's a whole yeah. class thing. Yeah. Yeah. I. I still. Hashtag I mean. Class. I used to say we didn't have that here. We do have that here. Yeah, we're just not as aware of it. Here. Yeah, yeah, you do have it very much so. Yeah, the, but the, the two cla- there's just two classes. Yeah, yeah. Republicans but, and Democrats. Uh-huh. Uh But our pop culture is not as aware of the class division, whereas, you know, sort of a cornerstone of, of uh, British entertainment for a very long time has been, you know, calling attention to that. So mm-hmm. it's sometimes oh, hard for me to relate to. Yeah, because on American TV, you get poor people, but they live in large houses. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, like the Bundys on Married with Children lived in a pretty sizable house. Yeah. Yep. And then Friends in uh, that show, oh, yeah. you call it. Um, friends, I think. Yeah, Friends. <laughs> Those are the Friends from Friends. I think we called it American Coupling. <laughs> See, I know Let's not go there. Oh, we should have done, we should have had Coupling. Ah, oh, and time. then we could have picked Friends and we could have, like... No, I don't want to watch Friends. Oh God, I don't know how I feel about us just getting into straight sitcoms. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that happened from. Well, it's because we got so far off track with our non-Star Trek thing. I mean, we did The Sopranos, and we did mm-hmm. um, we did a few things like that, BoJack. But uh, yeah. 
and this is fine. I think we're going to have an interesting discussion here. But going forward, I think we need to go back to genre shows. So, yeah, next time if we're doing a sitcom, at least it needs to have like a Bigfoot or something in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> won't be set in space. Yeah, well, one one day we'll do Red Dwarf. I swear to God, we'll we'll talk about Red Dwarf because I'm amazed we never got to that in the past year. Yeah, seriously, it feels like a show we should have talked about. But put that on the list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right on your uh, coffee. So uh, it was my turn to pick last year, Matt. What did you pick? Probably I something terrible. Don't remember. Love you, buddy. What's your last but job? You pick terrible things. <laughs> um, uh, I can't remember now. Was it Ghostbusters? Yes. Was yes, that last year? That, that was uh, not yeah, terrible. Ghostbusters and T Bag yes. and T shirt. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay. No, both of those were enjoyable. So I take it back. You don't pick everything horrible, but you did pick the Star Wars holiday special. So sure. <laughs> Still never going to forget that. And the hilarious House of Frightenstein, the Star Wars Christmas special of Dracula shows. <laughs> Don't remind him. <laughs> oh, I'd almost forgotten. But You'll never so forget. I, You'll be so, buried with it. Oh, God. Why would you do that to me? It's a sign of our friendship. Our close <laughs> personal friendship. We have one of those. Why would you say that in a disparaging way? We have one of those. I thought we did. I don't need a sign. <laughs> Uh, but so I, I started with a list of, uh, of like, we we're going back to half hour shows. Like, mm-hmm. uh, we've said before, we're old, we're tired. We don't want to do hour long shows anymore. <laughs> yeah. And so I looked at I, a list of, I agree with of, all of them. Yeah. I, I, coming from you guys who used to do a podcast where uh, some serials would be what? 15 episodes long. Yeah. The show that went on forever. Yeah. But yeah. individual stories you had to discuss would be yeah. just endless. Yeah. Oh no. I get excited when movies are less than an hour and a half these days. Yeah, seriously. Uh-huh. Same. Uh, but so I, I started with all a... last week, and it's like an hour and 20 minutes. This is a miracle. <laughs> I, don't know. Wait. I don't know what I'm going to do with all my free time. <laughs> I'm going back to bed. <laughs> uh, mortality. Um, so I looked at a list of like 30-minute shows that had Christmas specials, and I, I narrowed it down. We almost did Small Wonder. Uh, oh God! But I figured I would spare you guys that. I thought, you know, let's let's pick something good. And uh, I took a chance because I'd never seen this before, and I hadn't seen this show for years. But I figured the Adams family probably pretty good. And mm-hmm. uh, would you guys agree that it's it's not so bad? Yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's quite good. This is delightful. Yeah, I mean, I I probably would like every episode more than the Christmas one, but mm-hmm. this was still pretty good. No, I came home from a shitty day of work, and I was actually kind of dreading, like, ugh, I don't want to watch. I just want to play video games and go to bed. And mm-hmm. I watched this, this like, oh, the joy yeah. of Christmas has been returned to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then well, you watched the Royal Family. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gav and Gav, why don't you tell us what uh, what happens in Christmas with the Adams Family? <clears throat> we will. Gomez, Uncle Fester, and Morticia have fun with mistletoe. Side effects of mistletoe include it can be deadly if you eat it. Deadly mistletoe <laughs> kisses not known at this time. The Maharaja sends Gomez and Morticia a rope trick, but Gomez isn't very good despite sounding like Fry's holophoner. Just then, the nefarious kids Pugsley and Wednesday come in and tell them that Mr. Thompson, the neighbor who told Pugsley and Wednesday that witches weren't real at Halloween, now tells them there's no Santa. Gomez and Morticia insist there is. If only there was a court case about this. They'd have to decide for sure. In lieu of a court case, 
the kids go to see Uncle Fester, who's putting up the tree, and the children ask him if there's a Santa, because they'll believe him over John Aston and Carolyn Jones. <laughs> Gomez, Morticia, and Fester worry that, what if Santa doesn't turn up? So Uncle Fester becomes Santa and gets stuck in the chimney in true Christmas style. But don't worry, the kids make the fire bigger as they're delightful? No, frightful, that's it. Speaking of frightful... Oh, what a surprise. Morticia starts singing and Irish hands over the reins. Well, don't be expecting any Christmas presents this year, boys and girls. Which is exactly what Pugsley and Wednesday think too. Shame on you, Gav. <laughs> Not wanting to disappoint the kids, Gomez, Gomez heads out to find a Santa suit and after some hardball negotiating from a street Santa, he's managed to acquire one for the princely sum of 25000 and picked up some presents on the way. Back at the house, Gomez Santa gives the kids his presents and leaves, closely followed by Grandma Santa, who also gives them the same presents. Heading downstairs to check under the tree, Lurch Santa has arrived with presents too. Yes, everyone is Santa and the kids are getting multiple presents, which in Wednesday's case is probably a good idea so she can play at dismembering Marie Antoinette more than once, you know, really levelling it. <laughs> the kids, obviously not confused by this point, they act at all surprised to see Cousin Nick turn up, and then Uncle Fester comes crashing down the chimney to finish off this Santa party. Returning to the tree, they find that the real Santa has been, finished decorating the tree, left presents, and everyone had missed him. We never got to see how the others got their Santa costumes, as it was cut from the episode, but I managed to get hold of the original script and can exclusively reveal all the bits we didn't see. So Morticia, oh, she ordered a Santa suit, bow and arrow set, and a Marie Antoinette doll via the Amazon using the new one-hour drone delivery service. Okay. Grandma went back to her room and knitted a brand new suit on the spindle and whittled up some toys for the kids. <laughs> Lurch, after heading out into the garden, he noticed Uncle Fester stuck in the chimney, so went up to the roof and stole the suit off him and the presents that he had for the kids so he could use them himself. Cousin It retreated to the basement and drew a complex diagram on the floor, summoning the demon President Oz, who once turned who once turned from his panther form into a human form, asked Cousin It of their wishes. Cousin It gestures towards a particular captive locked up in a series of cages and mumbles ineligible, uh, ineligible words. With a wave of his hands, President Oz transforms a captive into a Santa suit, or at least makes him think he has. Wearing the man draped over their back, Cousin It joins the party. Everyone sees the man, but hey, it's just Cousin It. Everyone thinks and ignores it. Not It. It, that is. <laughs> Uncle Fester, now free of the chimney and also of the Santa suit, he stands shivering on the roof when the real Santa turns up. Robbing the real Santa of his suit and presents, Uncle Fester dons it and jumps down the chimney. The real Santa suit this time allowing him down without getting stuck. Real Santa. Now without a suit, he must be quick so as not to be seen naked. He goes into the Adams family house to put the present under the tree, but notice it was looking a bit sparse. Magics is up a bit and leaves with the rest of the Adams family arguing amongst themselves. The thing being the only one to have seen the real Santa. Real Santa's okay. thing. How did, how did they... He's a hand. How does he... Oh, I'm confused. He he was, he's like their devil. <laughs> oh, of course. That's way better. Mm-hmm. That is way anyone better. Else really, anyone else incredible really disappointed that they... sensing fingers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyone else disappointed that Thing didn't pop out of his box wearing a little Santa hat? Yes. 
I really enjoyed this. Yeah. Like, I had forgotten, like, yeah, I remember the 90s movies, but even those I haven't seen in a long time. And sure. I watched this a bit as a kid, and I forgot how much I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, I enjoyed it. It is, Isn't like, it? just legitimately very funny. Yeah. It's, uh, there's a lot more robbery going on behind the scenes than apparently I apparently. realized. <laughs> so, yeah, I also remember, I used to watch this when I was a kid and growing up, I always remembered enjoying it and everything, but I didn't realize how much of a comedy it actually was. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. choppy jokes and stuff, and it was just a show that I remembered. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I seem to... just feels weird. Yeah. That's all I was going to say. Oh. Well, a lot of, like, remembering it, I always just, like, figured it was a lot of, like, gags about how they're, like, you know, creepy and whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. there's, like, there's really good jokes and wordplay and stuff in the show, too. Yeah. There like, is. it's just and, clever. And the fact that this, you know, creepy family that... So are they, like, Satan worshippers? Like, I'm I'm not sure what their deal is. Like, I can't imagine they celebrate Christmas, but apparently they do. Yeah, I couldn't get my head around that. You're <laughs> you're celebrating Christmas. I, would I mean, they're a long that. way from that scene in the in the first movie where they dump a pot of hot oil on some carolers in the opening credits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I mean, you know, it was TV in the '60s, and they probably did that just to uh, so people would stop saying that they were evil or whatever. But you know. I, I liked all the juxtaposition of that, though. I like that these guys are, you know, like haunted house monsters who are celebrating Christmas. It's, you know, it's funny. I don't know. I'm just not sure what their deal is now that we're actually talking about it. They're just weird people living in a haunted house. They're also fabulously wealthy, which I did not yeah. remember. Like, I know they live in a in a creepy house, but I it didn't, like, until he just pulls $25,000 yeah. out of his jacket and like, oh, here you go. Like, oh. Yeah, they're very rich, too. See, I thought that was just a movie thing. Yeah. Where do they so get the money surprised. from? Uh, other dead Adamses? Is, are they old money? They're very old money, like going back <laughs> to Egypt. Right. <laughs> no, it's, I, I don't need, like, a secret origin or anything. I just I want to know what the premise of the show is, and I'm not, I'm not entirely clear. I can't clear think of something I want to see less than the Adams Family year one. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't care about any of that. I just Yes. We'll have to make a prequel. <laughs> I just like want a sentence or two explaining like, yeah, these guys are actual monsters and mm-hmm. uh, they're very rich. Okay, good, I got it. I'm actually surprised there's never been a prequel where Gomez and Morticia meet. Yeah. Yeah, that feels like a thing they would do. Yeah. It, like like a straight so to video. That yeah. feels like that would would have been what the mo- the new movie would would have been about. Like it's the most obvious thing in the world. I, I don't know. I don't know. Unless that, like, it was the Tim Curry Daryl Hannah one. Oh yeah. Oh god. Oof. I forgot that existed. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. they needed someone to replace <laughs> Raul Julia. Had no one could. Uh, if you need what what you say is I need someone to replace, and Tim Curry says, "Well, I'm available." <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything going on. Mm-hmm. Don't you? No. 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 <laughs> I definitely enjoyed the show more than the monsters. Because these were the two, you know, just like Bewitched and I Dream of Genie. Like these were the two shows mm. that everyone sort of like puts together and says, you know, they're ripoffs of each other. And I still don't think I've ever seen the monsters. I don't know. I, I would need to see the monsters again. Yeah. Well, was it the monsters lived at 1313 Rocking Mockingbird? Yes. Yes. Okay. I wasn't sure it was this one of them. 
The uh, more recent attempt to revive that by Brian Fuller, actually, was called Mockingbird Lane. And mm -hmm. oddly, that was very good. Eddie Izzard was in it. And it was surprisingly good. But it didn't get picked up for series, so there's only the one episode. I'm still uh, a bit sad about that. Might explain why I'm not heard of it. Mm. Yeah, I, I would suggest tracking that down if you can. I think it's on YouTube, because I think, mm. you know, it didn't get picked up, so I don't think they care about the rights or anything. I think it's just out there legally. But um, but the Adams family, you know, has endured more. Obviously, like there was well, kind of a timeless con concept, you know, like yeah, it really is. I don't have a follow up like... to that, but uh... <laughs> no, it is because like the original cartoons aren't real. Like the the comics aren't really. Uh, there's nothing that pegs them as a specific time. They're, they're no. just in this old house and making jokes. That's it, you know. So I love you can... those things. They're so pretty. Yeah. No, and I'm very curious about the more recent movie because great casting, if nothing else. Yeah. I did go and see the musical when it was on here. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. It was all right. <laughs> it was exactly what you would expect in an Adam's mm -hmm. Family musical, do they? So mm -hmm. the Beetlejuice musical, but with the Adam's Family. Uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, I can I can hear Brian right now typing a 15-page uh, rejoinder to this <laughs> about exactly how the Adam Family musical was. So uh, It's fine. He's going to be on the show in a couple of weeks. He can tell us in person. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. As long as he uh, uh, talks about the Beetlejuice cartoon series as well. I mean, I will. If don't, no, we'll, <laughs> mm -hmm. I got a lot of feelings about that show. Let me guess. You, you had a thing for, uh, for Lydia. Yeah. What? <laughs> well, speaking of sort of like young goth girls, it's weird to see Wednesday as just kind of a a little girl. Like she, yeah, yeah, that yeah. that that did was quite um, jarring. And yeah. the fact that she's, I got the impression that she was the older one in the movies, but she. I think she is. Yeah, but she's—they've obviously switched the ages about. Hmm. Well, and the other thing is, like, I noticed this is the only Adams Family thing I've ever seen where Pugsley does anything. Because he's not interesting. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like he's pretty much the only one that isn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everyone's got a hook, something that makes them, you know, interesting to watch, and he's just a kid. Yep. Yeah. What was this episode early in its run? It's hard to say because it was season one, but in the 60s, American shows did extremely long runs. Like, a season would be like 60 episodes, so. Yeah. I yeah. I'm not entirely sure. See, and I was under the impression the show only lasted like 12 episodes for some reason. No, it got like 65 episodes or something. That's so I wrote weird. It down 64. I wrote it down because I saw that in your notes, and I, mm. I said, no, they, they were they were run long enough to be in reruns, and you need a lot of episodes for that. Yeah. But okay, well let's 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 kick it off. Uh, English guy, what do you got for a good thing? Mm -hmm. Well, I could have gone with the obvious uh, Morticia and Gomez relationship that everybody loves, but mm -hmm. I'm going to go with that theme tune. It's so simple and catchy, and I just love the way the cast play along with the tune and become a part of it. Oh yeah, and at the end when Morticia gets her uh, uh, cello. Oh yeah. And she's playing mm -hmm. along with the themes, the theme song to the show. It's very good. No, I just. That, that the shot uh, in the opening credits of them just staring at the camera doing the snaps is so good. Here's a weird thing I I did not remember. Mm. The end credits mm. are 
is the same, only they don't snap. It's <laughs> the entire cast staring at you, but it's not a still picture. It's, it's video. No, they're just staring. Of them staring, because they blink or move a little bit every now yeah. and then, but they're just looking at you for the 30 seconds it takes for the end credits to run. Yeah, it's kind of great. I know. It's it's very unsettling, but in a funny way. <laughs> this, this show was so ahead of its time. It's just so clever. Yeah, it is. And, and that mix of like macabre and comedy i don't think had been done a lot on mm-hmm. television at this point oh no certainly not by that time yeah and just like it's i mean no this is not news or anything but that combination of that it being so creepy but also just like it's so wholesome yeah this is yeah, one of the most is. wholesome television shows i've ever watched no, and that's that's the first part of what Gav just said is, you know, yeah, everyone does, like, there's a lot of internet memes about Morticia mm. and, and Gomez because they are just, like, a model couple. Like, so many sitcom couples in the 60s and even to now mm-hmm. hate each other so much. And it's like, well, it's even as a kid, I'm like, comedy, you know? yeah, but as a kid, I'm like, well, why are you married then? Yeah. Like, I thought you were supposed to marry someone you love. Why do you hate this person so much? It doesn't make sense. And it's it's so nice, and I guess it's because it's a joke, because they're they're creepy Draculas. But sure, I don't know. I just think it's sweet. Uh, Irish guy, what about you? What do you got for a good thing? Um, my good thing was well, weirdly, everyone loves the, the Morticia. I mean, this isn't, but it's just interesting that everyone loves Morticia and Gomez's relationship. But they obviously, mm-hmm. obviously everyone thought someone else was going to put it, so didn't. <laughs> so, but uh, my good thing was all the family dressing as Santa and only Morticia noticing the kids have more than one present each is so great. But that whole bit, which is great, uh, the bit with Cousin It... It's, it's just so amazing. Good. He is the baby Yoda of the 1960s. <laughs> I, I, go ahead. I love, there's a bit where they're all, everyone in the family is just sort of realizing, oh, we need to dress up as Santa to, uh, so the kids don't know that, so like to, to help the kids. And it just sort of cuts to everybody and it cuts to cousin it. And it's just a close up on his face. And he just hear the voiceover going. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so fucking funny. Cousin it when I was a kid creeped me out a little bit. Just it's it's that voice. It's like what what is he saying? What is that thing? Uh. Well, and the design is just upsetting, you know? It's just hair. Yep. It's no, hair it's, all it's, the way down. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the voice for me, and it's the fact that everyone acts like it's normal. When I was a mm-hmm. kid, that was just very unsettling. No does no one realize what that is? <laughs> I'm not the only one who sees this, right? There's a there's a hair. There's a hair thing standing right there. <laughs> well, and then in the, first, in the first movie, some woman like leaves her husband to go fuck him. <laughs> I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Kind of like him being like a like a, a ladies' man, like a Casanova. Yep. That's very good. Matt, we kind of already talked about your good thing. Is there is there more you want to? Yeah, it's pretty much thing? just like this. Really, kind of just brightened up my day. You know, like the entire plot is just. Everyone in the family trying to convince the kids that Santa, I mean, not that Santa exists because everybody in the family also knows that he exists, mm-hmm. but like, just like the entire family just, no, we have, we have to help the kids. We, so we're all going to separately dress up as Santa so that they know that Santa exists. And then when that happens, you've got the kids who now have like a shit ton of toys, like weighing them down, just going, we should probably give some of these to poor children. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's awesome. Oh, it's a very sweet and supportive family, and they don't want to raise cynical children. And mm-hmm. 
that's such a good sentiment. Yeah. I really like that. Uh my good thing is uh, sort of along the lines of, of uh, what Irish Gav was just saying, just like my favorite of them dressing as Santa was Lurch, because as a kid, Lurch was my favorite one. He's still sure. my favorite one. That's just, to me, that's the obvious comedy bit, because he's nine feet tall and sounds like this, and just, I don't know, just he's not suited to being Santa, and I can't really explain it beyond the fact that I just found it delightful that what? he was Present pretending as Santa. Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the best bit was... Yeah, well, it was when she rang the bell for Lurch, and Lurch was <laughs> dressed as Santa. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I love uh, her line when uh, when they're all together in the ba- or in the room, and she goes, "Those two Santas are imposters. I shall have them removed." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's very good. I I like everyone in the family. I think except Uncle Fester. I think he's a little too wacky. Like, I think the movies did a good thing toning him down just a tiny bit. Like, they, he's still Christopher Lloyd. He's not toned down that much. <laughs> but he felt like Curly from the Three Stooges, and everyone else felt like a human being. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. I thought he was just a little too slapsticky for, you know, like the, the chimney gag went on, I think, a little too long. I do like him in the chimney, just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. The sort of, like, hand on face, just, all right, well, this is me for the rest of the night, I guess. No, you gotta do the voice, though. Ah, this is me for the rest of the night, I guess. <laughs> there you go. Guess I'll stick a light bulb in my mouth or whatever the fuck else I do. <laughs> Check me out in Fester's Quest, an actual Nintendo game for the 1980s that was released before the movies came out for some reason. Oh, uh, was it? Yes! I didn't oh, we have, remember we have that. To drill, we have to drill down into that. Baffling <laughs> that this exists! <coughs> <laughs> Somebody at whatever software company that was was a huge Adams fan, or maybe that's the only license they could get. Or... It's not the weirdest thing. It's not called like the Adams Family Fester's Quest, or like the uh-huh. Adams Family presents Fester's. It's just called Fester's Quest. So if you don't know who Fester is, who well, I did at the time, yeah. <laughs> so in between the '60s and when the movies came out, mm-hmm. this game existed. Yep. Yeah, it kept the brand alive, I guess. <laughs> it <was> the only <laughs> <Did> thing. <you> know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Matt still remembers it. It obviously made an impression. It sure did. <laughs> Weirdest thing in the world. They made a sequel to it when Adam's Family Values came out. It's the same overhead, like, faster yeah. shooting lasers at stuff concept. I was shocked. No, I remember the game because it, we sold it when I worked at Electronics Boutique way back in the day. But sure. I thought it was and you were waiting for Street Fighter 3 to come out. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I, I could have sworn, because we had it on the shelf when the movie was out, so I assumed they were related. I didn't realize it was that old of a game. Yeah. <laughs> Bizarre. <sighs> All right, it didn't end up in a, in a hole the same as the E.T. game? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do bad things. English guy, what do you got? Yeah, yeah as good as the uh, whole premise of everybody dressing up as Santa and doing things because we've got some great comedy film art. You're not going to destroy it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we do here. It's okay. You're, you're welcome. You're among friends. You're in a safe place. Bro. And it seems I couldn't really pick the singing. As, uh... Well, you could. But anyway, go <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm guess I just really didn't buy the the concept of like nobody communicated, and the, they all went and on did the thing. I, the 
image I get from this family, from particularly this episode, was they surely would have talked about it or at least known what everybody else were doing and not every single one of them doing the exact same thing in secret. I just didn't feel like that family would. So you're saying there's not enough internal logic in this sitcom as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because and that concludes my episode of Gavruin stuff. Was <laughs> I invited again? Well, uh, but this is the problem with a family with loads of money. They just it, it doesn't matter. They can just mm-hmm. do things like this. Yeah, but the the gifts that they got, like that's what the kids asked for, and it's nice. Yep. But they're they like they weren't that expensive. No. It was no. a, a doll for the girl and a bow and arrow for the boy, and that's yes. it. Gomez spent $25,000 on renting a suit mm-hmm. and then spent $599 on the presents. I imagine, they, I imagine they donate a lot at Christmas. <laughs> yeah, but they, they probably give a lot of things to like Goodwill that they don't want, like old gothic, you know, creepy furniture and things. And Well, actually, that was the thing. Is, that was a bad thing as well. Um, whenever the guy he got the suit off... Mm. Uh, he was collecting for charity, and they gave he gave him like twenty five thousand dollars. And the next time you see him, he's got a cigar and a nice new suit and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, all oh, right, so you, so instead of giving that money to charity, you've bought yourself a suit and a cigar <laughs> and a hat. Oh, I thought that was Gomez's suit and hat. Uh, maybe. Mm. Yeah, but it was giving. Actually, uh, it probably was. It was giving free meals to the homeless or whatever. Mm. Oh, I know he was. Mm. But you think yeah. he would just give with a cigar in his mouth? Yeah, with a cigar. <laughs> well, he obviously definitely would have spared his No, I I don't know. I kind of like I kind of want your thing to be true just because I want that guy to be a jerk. <laughs> like he skimmed off the top. Like this this guy gave this incredibly generous uh, donation, and this guy just oh, I'm going to go treat myself. Maybe the poor will get some of the rest of this. I feel like you I do just, that to someone from the Adams family, you're gonna find like you're gonna wind up stuck in a bear trap or something, <laughs> or just like uh, arrow practice for uh, Pugsley. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that wasn't even your actual bad thing, Gav. What what did what did you actually? Oh, pick? my actual bad thing. Right at the very start, mm-hmm. Gomez is putting up the mistletoe, mm-hmm. and every time he uses the hammer, it makes a different sound. So it's uh, I think it's jingle bells. It sounds like yeah. 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 And of course, you've got the laughter laughing at that. And then he says, then he said, so this is, or something like, this is a musical hammer or something like that. And everyone laughs at that. And I'm it's not funny. Why is that even funny? It's not a joke. It's just him stating what is happening. He's warming the audience up. But but thankfully, it did get better after that. Mm. But it was just that bit. I thought, oh, are we in for this? Are we? Yeah, it did feel a little hacky, and that actually ties into my bad thing, which is, and I don't want to get into this for a long time, but <laughs> I don't like laugh tracks. I've, I'm sure I've said this before. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need to be told where the jokes are. I can figure it out for myself. And when the performers have to stop and wait for the laugh, it slows the pacing down. Yeah. And you That's also all. get weird stuff like there's the, the shot of Fester on the, on the roof, mm-hmm. and the laugh track just sort of straight, like, starts up just like that's inherently funny. To be clear, I understand there's a difference between a live studio audience and a laugh track. This was mm-hmm. definitely pre-recorded laughter because I heard the same yes. laughs several times. Yeah. But, but I believe Cheers was filmed in front of a live studio audience. That's what I, I was that old, to this. Yes. I think I heard that once or twice or every <laughs> single time, yes. 
what I love about that is um, Rhea Perlman as um, oh god, what's her character? Carla. Carla. Uh, I think she's the only one who who said that at the beginning of the episode in character. Hey, Jesus, film before live studio <laughs> audience. Uh, Matt, what was your bad thing? Uh, there's a not great gag involving the floating rope trick that I'm not a fan of. Um, just oh, yeah, the, the whole like, yeah. What is it? The whole like Swami thing, and then like yeah, they it's break a snake out. Snake charming from yeah. the mysterious east. You know, yeah, and he pulls out a like... turban. Yeah. It's just it's not the best, but then the rope. Uh, after hearing Gomez's music, like gets real mad and slams the 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 basket, <laughs> and that kind of redeems the whole thing. That does that, yeah. that is the best part of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, and that was a pretty good effect for, you know, like the show yeah. cut a lot of corners, and they did a good job. Mm-hmm. But like putting thing in a box means you just need a hand in a box. Like you don't need to really do anything. Yeah, like they there weren't a lot of special effects. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they went the extra mile for that was good. Yeah. So racism sucks, but the gag was funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't make the gag okay, but no. uh, you know, softens it a little bit at least. Uh, what else? Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. I love uh, in, the, in the theme tune, which we were talking about earlier, museum and seeum is the best rhyme ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will agree with that. Uh, it does get a little, it stretches a little thin when they say petite. Yeah, I was wondering about that myself, you know. It's a great theme song, and then, like, someone's someone had to refer to the uh, rhyming dictionary. Yeah, like, <laughs> you guys have seen Uncle Fester and Wednesday, right? This is not an entirely petite family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not shaming, I'm just saying that... I don't that know, it sounds like you're shaming apply. Wednesday. Let's, let's, just no. find, uh, let's just find Pugsley, words I'm that sorry, rhyme, Pugsley. and then I'll, then I'll write the, the lines around it. Uh, I can't yeah. even bother writing the lines, we'll just say the words that rhyme. <laughs> I can't think of any words. Let's just have them snap. Oh, that made it amazing. Great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to lunch. (laughs) Uh, Anything else? Uh, Wednesday sounded to me like every Peanuts character ever. And I assume that was just from her being a very small child in the 60s. Oh, yeah. Not being good at reading like lines. (laughs) But I could definitely hear her being like, Charlie Brown, don't you know the real meaning of Christmas? Uh huh. (laughs) No, I heard that too. You're you dumb right. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be twelve cents. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, well, that's all I have. And, yeah, and I, I think my favorite bit of the episode was yes. uh, the back of uh, Wednesday's and Pugsley's room. There was a drawing on the wall of <laughs> a crab-like uh, Baron Greenback. Yes, Baron Greenback, yes. <laughs> Awful. I did not Dramatic. notice that. I love that joint. So it's just like some... I don't some... know why, yeah. There are also like danger like a... signs in the bedroom that they yeah. have on the wall. So it's like Which a children's book was a, character, uh... but horrible. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had thought the traffic signs was a movie thing, so it was cool to see it. Oh, did they just bring that from the TV series? Uh, right. Apparently, yeah. Like, they had, like, a stop sign and, like, a railroad crossing sign and stuff. Huh. I do think that the ending with the tree was quite actually quite sweet. Yeah. Where the real Santa came, you mean? Mm. Yeah. I I didn't care for that, but I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna English gap oh, you, it you, up you, and uh, no. ruin the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually quite like that. And the, when they wished everyone a Merry Christmas, 
you know, straight to the camera. Yep. Just surprised mm-hmm. me at the time they did that in Doctor Who, you know, broke the fourth wall. <laughs> they right. they did they used to do that on like TV shows a lot. I remember every TGIF show did that for a while. Yeah, but you're getting into the 80s and the 90s there. In the 60s, sure. I don't know that was done quite so much. But uh... oh, um, there's a shot of their fireplace with their stockings hanging up, and Morticia's mm-hmm. stocking is a pair of tights. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Uh, Which is, is it funny, and I'm surprised they could do it in the 60s. Is it is it wrong that I was a little into Morticia dressed as Santa? Is that uh, does that say more about me than maybe I should say on on a podcast? <laughs> no, let's let's drill down into this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I really like her a lot. She was um, uh, Carolyn Jones played one of the best villains in Batman 66 that nobody remembers. Marsha, um, Queen of Diamonds. Yes. In in a very excellent episode where the cliffhanger was that she forces Batman to marry her, and it's every <laughs> bit as good as you think it is. And I like her a lot, and I don't think she gets like it's just weird that nobody remembers that character. Hardly anyone remembers that actor. It's you know she was well, great. It's one like of those like. Sorry, go ahead. I was just saying everyone remembers John Aston, mm-hmm. but hardly anyone like when you say Carolyn Jones and you have to say you know she played Morticia Adams. Like people don't know her name. Yeah, no, I had just, like, I have seen, like, maybe one or two episodes of The Addams Family before this, and, like, mm-hmm. you know, I just know Angelica Houston, you know? She was very good, too. Yeah, but, and... like, seeing her, she's so good in this, and she's she's so fun. Yeah. No, the, the, it wouldn't work, the whole, their whole relationship that none of us want to talk about, I guess, uh, <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't work if they weren't both completely delightful and had great chemistry, but they do, and, you know like a good Gomez and Morticia both have to click with each other, you know? Yeah. And she must have been the bigger star at the time because her name is before his in the credits. It's uh, Carolyn Jones and John Austin. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say maybe it's alphabetical, but no, that's not right. No. Yeah. But, but surprised me because, you know, the 60s. Yeah. Also, she's yeah, the that's... only one in the family gets to sit in the chair. Yeah. <laughs> it is a sitcom. Mm-hmm. Uh well, speaking of that, <laughs> oh lord! Uh, did you like my? Did you like me setting up that segue for you? That was amazing. I, yeah, but we haven't played your quote yet, unfortunately. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been a perfect way to move forward. Uh, so, what did you guys pick? Yeah. Yes. Following what we mentioned earlier, it came up during our last podcast. Oh no! We... No, the the sorry, the quote. Oh, the quote. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Yes, our quote. Yeah, it is the interaction with the uh, homeless guy where uh, Gomez tries to buy the suit off him. Hmm. How's business? Terrible. If things keep on like this, we're going to be serving turkey dinners without the turkey. (laughs) Ah, brace up, old man. I'm here to help. You mean you want to make a donation? Well, in a manner of speaking. Let's see. That ought to be about size uh, 42. 44. But if you're thinking of buying this suit, it's not for sale. Of course not. I just want to rent it for a while. How much uh, would you take? 25? That's fair enough. 25,000. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. You don't need this suit. Very good. I, I didn't get the impression he was homeless, but maybe. maybe. Well. No, almost guy. Then I just let's just say the character was very sketched, sketched out quite a lot. So, so he's either evil, homeless, uh, <laughs> what was went and often bought a suit, or 
We don't know that. He's an evil genius. Yes, definitely. Yeah, he could be all of those things. He definitely fleeced poor Gomez. Yes, that is true. All right, so we put this off long enough. Yeah, (laughs) I think we can go another few minutes. (laughs) English guy, I'm I'm sorry I interrupted when you were when you were setting this up. Yeah, well, we we already talked about it earlier, but yeah, it came up in discussion during our last Mm -hmm. uh, podcast with you, and Mm -hmm. I just thought. It would be interesting to see what they can make of this thing that has no plot. <laughs> okay, so you agree it has no plot? Oh, yeah. Because we thought we missed something. Like, maybe it's a cultural thing. Maybe you see something that we don't. Or Okay, that's good. That, that makes me feel I've, a little bit. I did very much about enjoy it. It's, but, it, yeah, watch it. It really is. Yeah. I, I don't know how you could do a summary for this at all. But let's see him try. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to give it a shot. Matt, why don't you start? I never knew you were so evil. Anyway. Oh, I knew. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so, the Royal Family Christmas Special. Mm-hmm. So we start in a shitty British council home that probably smells like chips and the broken promises of Brexit. <laughs> People voted for Brexit, right? They seem awful. wikipedia says well it says this is a sitcom which okay but it also says this shitty living room is the setting of this entire staggeringly popular okay series we had to consult wikipedia a lot during this episode because neither of us had a single goddamn clue what it is we were meant to be witnessing here okay so first roughly 10 minutes of this half hour program consists of people saying goodbye to baby david How do I know this child is baby David? Excellent fucking question. The secret is that they repeat it 8 million times. I know because I counted and I consulted Wikipedia. Have you considered donating to Wikipedia? Because they're apparently as poor as this garbage family. And some, then some more miserable people show up, piling on top of the existing layer of miserable people to form some kind of multi-story misery superstructure. It's a turd layer kick. Thank you, Matt. I'm not as familiar with English Christmas traditions as you are. So, one of these people is called Valerie. She's had breast implants. Guess how we know this? Excellent fucking question. They also repeat that eight million times, unless you think that was some kind of protracted double entendre where it turns out they weren't talking about breasts. No, they're all staring at her tits the whole time, too. Yeah, no, a double entendre would require the show to know what an actual joke is, which I have trouble believing. So then two identical balding children, or possibly 20-somethings, and a pregnant girl do something in the kitchen. It involves doing the same impression of somebody neither Al nor I have ever heard of. I assume it's the Queen, or Prince Philip. Wait, I thought this was the royal family. Was that old lady not the Queen? Now I really don't know what's happening. Wikipedia has failed me, if only I donated! Seriously, this show, which was written and performed in English, which which is ostensibly my native language, needed subtitles. And not because of the accents, because of the impenetrable ineffability of it all. Anyway, Matt, what else happened? And I hope you can hear the clang of the quotes, or inverted commas as our British friends call them, around happened. So then Nick Frost's balding father starts bragging about the mansion and boat and Dyson sphere that he owns. <laughs> Peppa Pig's father gets angry about it. The other family leave, and then Peppa Pig's father goes to yell at the baby. Which baby, Matt? Yeah, to my shame, I've forgotten the child's name. Anyway, then the family give Peppa Pig's father Sky TV so he can presumably watch a better show than this one. 
Merry Christmas, royal family. I hate all of you. Uh, except you, baby David. Uh, we are like the cast of the show getting paid each time we say baby David, right? Baby David. <laughs> baby David. <laughs> So, first of all, we're going to probably make fun of the accents, so apologies in advance, English Gav, because I know this is somewhat close to yours, yes? Uh, I would not disagree. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't, don't want to... That's just polite way of saying no. I don't want to be cruel. No, I know it's not exactly the same, but I know it's, it's like the same general region, no? Am I wrong? Yeah, I'd, I'd go is, with that. Is this Liverpool? Well, the, the dad and the mother are from Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. they are, yeah. I just, like, again, I don't think you, they sound exactly like you, but some certain words they hit, it was like, oh, English guy says yeah. that. Yeah. They very rarely said tungsten carbide drill. That is very true. rarely, but, uh, <laughs> but not. I would have really picked up the episode, too, so. Mm -hmm. Both saying it and including actual tungsten carbide drill. <laughs> just, most of what I have to say about this is sort of culture shock and I don't want to be mean is what I'm saying because I'm talking to people from the place I'm complaining about. I, on the other hand, will say this right now. This sucked. <laughs> <laughs> A lot. Okay. Well, let's get into it. I don't even... So this is my bad thing. I don't even... What is this show? Is every episode like this? Just half a fucking hour with this family? Like... I get the show about nothing format, but this is literally about nothing. Nothing fucking happens in this show. <laughs> a bunch of assholes sit on a couch while other assholes sit in the kitchen, and then some new assholes show up to sit on the couch, and then all the assholes move over to a table to sit together and be assholes at each other. Then some assholes leave, and some other assholes are mad about it. That's the show! Well, I think... I, apart from the fact that they should be arseholes, I think I think you. Pretty much <laughs> <know>. <laughs> yeah, point of order. Uh, oh my god, my now, English Kev, your your good thing is basically Matt's bad thing, yeah. <laughs> How dare well, you? <laughs> well, my good thing is, yeah, it, it sort of is like his bad thing. It's <laughs> the format of the show. It, it's half an hour, but it's like a real time half hour. <laughs> slice of this everything happens in real time and it's all in this one room as well well two if you count the kitchen at the same oh, I, house anyway. i'm counting yeah <laughs> but yeah i i do like that format you don't see it very often and it's quite novel and i find it's hard to do it well and i think these do a good job of really not making it seem forced to fill it with content no, it's not. It's not a well, bad concept to to have. To, like to the the show is just like, well, this family is happening at all times. We're just going to show you a half hour of what they get up to. It was it was deliciously uncontaminated by content. You're right about that. <laughs> uh, well, my good thing is it's it's so very true. The conversations and relationships just and uh, right down to the silences even oh, that, yeah. that, that permeate the conversations. Mm -hmm. It's just very. You, you're, I, mean, I was watching the other day, I was thinking, this is just something that would actually happen. Yeah, well... So I've been to these parties so many times. Yeah, and, so have yeah, I. And that's, that's not a culture divide thing, because so have I. <laughs> like, like uh, Christmas with my family, like, extended family definitely looks a lot like this. This, this so much of this reminded me of Christmases with my, with my, my, like, my, my dad's 
British. My grand's extremely British. He's from Manchester, and it shows. Yeah, so you and, do a lot of the Christmas cracker stuff and all of that, like the the traditions yeah, man, that, that like, other people don't necessarily do, right? Breaking out the, <coughs> excuse me, breaking out those little fucking paper hats. Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah. And I didn't They're, know what those were. I hate those. It is, <laughs> it is well known at my family that I will rip one of those off if you put it on my head. I hate them so much. See, I thought that was a joke about them being the royal family. I didn't know that was a Christmas tradition until no, someone pointed that out thing. to me. Yeah. I yeah, was wearing one of those hats the other day. You have to wear them, I think. It's... Just in general, because you like them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you wear it all the time or just Christmas? I'm just... a paper king. No, just someone brought me. A, was like went to the canteen and work, and they were having a Christmas dinner, and they brought me a cracker. So I opened it and put the hat on, as you do. That was the other thing. There's a big moment where they're all like, "Oh, Christmas crackers! Roll out all the Christmas crackers!" I'm like, "Motherfuckers, you already opened them. You're wearing the hats." <laughs> and yeah, but... oh, and, there's, and there's always a shitty joke inside the Christmas. Oh crackers. God! I mean, some jokes would have been nice. <laughs> Shitty or otherwise. You know, like, like, like dad joke kind of things. Oh, no, God. I, Dads wish I, they could joke this badly. Those I'm familiar with. Christmas crackers I've I've learned about sort of in recent years, but the, the hats are new to me. Mm. I just, I, I've never seen that before. You get a hat, you get a little, a shitty joke, and you get like a puzzle or something. Yeah, or, or a tiny gift. Yeah. I was going to say, all of that explodes out of this tiny little thing? Yeah, a, a lot of them tends to come with facts as well alongside the joke. You get a joke and another fact. Do you do you have an example of one? I know <clears throat> I'm putting you on the spot here, but uh, no. Okay, <laughs> they're, they're, real, they're real, real basic facts. Like, did you know Antarctica is a place? Right. That's what I was. <laughs> is it like that? Is it like one of those sort of interesting like QI type things? Or yeah, yeah, yeah it would be Some... like a QI type thing, but more obvious. Like, mm. there is one moon. Here's right. something you might like to know. <laughs> Rabbits exist. No. <laughs> I would like to know that. Thank you. Ah. <laughs> I, okay, I guess I'll do my bad thing. Sure. This entire thing was just a Trojan horse to make me here simply having a wonderful Christmas time, and I will never forgive either of you for that. <laughs> I recently had some, some lengthy <laughs> dental work done, and I was in a confined space forced to listen to... <laughs> That song. Wow, the while song they were truly into like my te- pulling teeth. Yeah, while they were pulling my teeth out, and guess which was the more pleasant experience. <laughs> Thankfully, they let me put in my earbuds when I said, uh, "Hey, could I, could I please? Uh, I got these in my pocket. Can I please?" And they're like, "Oh, is the the sound of the drill bother you?" It's like, "No, the sound of the Christmas music bothers me." <laughs> um, well, I- did I watch it? Was it last Sunday? I watched Royal Family. Because I, well, I mean, I don't yeah, know if I've ever it, seen this episode, was, yeah. or if I did, it was like 15 years ago. It was Saturday or Sunday, it was weekend. But but I watched it, and then I said to Gav, you know, uh, you know, because <laughs> I watched it, and it was like, simply, I was like, oh, no. you know he's not going to like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not act like it, this is some weird problem that I have. Nobody likes that song. Right? I don't mind. Oh. It's just a song. Mm-hmm. Oh. Finally, speak the truth, Gav. <laughs> You've all betrayed me. Matt, how about you? At two, Matt? Yeah, no, that song sucks. Okay, thank you. Uh, it's, it's still not as bad as Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, though. Oh, no, of course not. There are so many worse Christmas songs, but mm-hmm. the rest of the ones in this were largely inoffensive, so... 
I guess is it is it a BBC show? Because it, yeah. it felt like they yeah. had the licensing rights to play whatever music they wanted. So, because I know that's sometimes a thing where it's like, or oh, show uh, entire episodes of Doctor Who within the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of you was telling us that there's a there's a show about watching a, f- a family watch television. Yes, Gogglebox, which was well, it's like various different people, members of the public. Oh, yeah, so they it's not like, like Big Brother like where you're watching the same people. Something, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. And oh. it just cuts between them watching the same program. I yeah. assume it's the same. Well, there's program. different programs. Yes, I have seen this because I, mum and dad watch it. Do um, they provide commentary or are you just watching them silently watch television? No, they provide commentary, but it's not like all, yeah. it's like uh, an hour, half an hour show. It's like and they those watch react bits. videos. They watch the whole thing, but they obviously take <laughs> bits of it. Mm-hmm. God, we really are in the cyberpunk future now. <laughs> well, the sky is the color of uh, TV static, so that tracks. Mm-hmm. We should review an episode of Gogglebox, so we'd be reviewing someone reviewing an episode of TV. They even do celebrity versions of it, don't they? Yeah, they have celebrities watching TV. Oh, good. Finally a chance to see what Mr. Bean <laughs> thinks of television. <laughs> you know Mr. Bean's not a real person, right? You know that's Rowan Atkinson. It's important no to proof. me that you know that. I have no proof of that. <laughs> I had his. Uh, I had a book he wrote back in the nineties. Okay, but he was also in Blackadder and and a number of other good things. Mr. Like... Bean was in Blackadder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't you see him? He died in the trenches brutally. It was it was fantastic. It would have been well. It would have been one of his descendants, oh, no. like Doctor. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so of the yard. Good... <laughs> the very same. The same. <laughs> Uh, so my good thing is basically, you know, we, we, we've done this Nick and Willikins thing for quite some time. We made a video game a couple of years ago what? and, uh, I, I know, I know, but the listeners might not know. They might just be here for Star Trek content, in which case mm. they're horribly <laughs> starved for it for the past year, but. They're the doing well hanging on this far into the yeah, episode. Yeah, no kidding. If you're still here. <laughs> this episode, they're doing well hanging on for these many shows. There are, there are. Sure, abs- this used to be a Star Trek podcast. I only vaguely remember that. <laughs> there, b- believe it or not, you guys, there are people who were legit excited that we're doing another show with you guys. Like I've heard three or four listeners at least so far since I posted about it yesterday that excited that you guys are coming back. So there are people who listen to the show just for you. So wow, there is that. I you may not know how to handle that praise, but uh, I think there it is. I think we have those three or four listeners coming <laughs> 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 Uh, but yeah, so, you know, we used to make this thing where we make jokes about how we as an American and a Canadian don't entirely understand British things. And, uh, I think this has inspired about 500 new pages of material because I don't understand any of this. It's, it, it is very good because it, it is accurate, isn't it? As you said, it's it is right. And I do want to see Nick and Willikins go to a uh, working class house. <laughs> Oh, we're the kids. We're going to watch telly. I suppose so. (laughs) These people are awful. Where's baby David? (laughs) Baby David, sir. Baby David. Make me baby David and a pizza burger. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. What was the thing with, I think it was baby David's dad, uh, regular David, uh, (laughs) making, making toys out of garbage around the house what was that a joke what was that 
Kev? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just them being tight. Yeah, they've got no money. As, so as Jim were making, because they spend it all on fags, including baby David Christmas presents. Yes, because <laughs> they bought them. Oh, they bought them cigarettes as well. Oh, is that what is that what Benson's were? Okay. Yes. But yes. <laughs> oh, did you not catch that? Yeah, Benson Hedges. Well, I I do know the brand. My mom, that's the brand my mom smoked. I just didn't realize ah. that's what that. I didn't put that together. But, huh? Okay. So, but yeah, I guess he, we, he was like making like what was it? Uh, made of whatever. Yeah. And because they spent that much money on yeah. themselves and Christmas gifts on themselves, they've yeah. got nothing left for baby David. So they have to make something out of garbage. Actually, my favorite thing about this whole episode was just the looks the two dads <laughs> were, were were giving yeah. throughout the episode. <laughs> Well, yeah, because every time he spoke up about something he was making, they looked at him like he was fucking insane. <laughs> yes. I was, like, I, I was gonna almost put Jim as my uh, good thing, basically you, because of that. Using face. names like people know that. Is that the, the is that the the beardy the dad? Beard, the beardy beardy yeah. guy. Yeah. Okay. The one that got Sky TV. Yeah. Oh, Pepper <laughs> <Right>. Pig's dad. <laughs> but, but yeah, just just his uh, general looks and and everything and. When when he was going on in about the kitchen, so like, I'm I'm a hard grafter, me, and it fully believes it, you know, even though he was sacked for sleeping on the job, and mm. Mm. and no, he and didn't want to go. That's what I didn't understand. Is like, is is that supposed to be irony? Are we supposed to be laughing at that? Or are we supposed to be sympathizing with that? I just I wasn't clear on what the tone was exactly. I guess this is a rare chance where I could have used a laugh track, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah we're supposed to be laughing at him just tell me where the jokes are no i mean i don't know there's a you guys know there's a long tradition of of british shows that are that are sort of awkward and uncomfortable and i'm fine with that like uh, the office was a little much for me but i like peep show i like um uh, uh Do you like, uh, i'm surprised you like peep show i liked peep show and i like um oh god what's the one the one that was just out phoebe waller bridge why can't i think fleabag fleabag mm. oh well that was very good also very awkward though and like there's a there's a line for me and i think the office is on the other side of it but what i'm saying is i can i can appreciate a show where the comedy is look how uncomfortable this is look how awful these people are i just wasn't sure if that's what the show was mm. or if it was it? so these... i'll not pick his right. uh, other show that he wrote for next year then <laughs> i think it was called after hours was it oh, it was yeah. basically this but it was set in a pub Hmm. So it had some of the same actors on it. The uh, the rich dad, he was the pub owner, you know, mm -hmm. and that. But yeah, I think they wrote that. But it's essentially the same thing. But they're just sat in a pub doing it. Yeah, yeah. I, I would consider it a personal favor if you didn't pick that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there were another one that I really enjoyed with more or less same characters in, and it was just set in uh, prison visiting room. The visit. The visit. Yeah. I don't think he wrote it though. I, I don't think it is, no, no but, but it, I really it have some of the same characters. Well, Didn't some of the same actors. Sorry. Some of the same actors, yeah. yeah. And that was just like a straight half an hour just in a visiting room. I'm fascinated by this this whole format of show. Like, it's not it's not for me, but it might just be because I don't get it. But I'm really interested to hear that this isn't, like, a unique example of this, that mm. there's a whole, like, subgenre of shows that are just sort of like, here's a camera pointed at some people. Yeah, but the visit was more sitcommy, hmm. like more overtly comedic. Yeah. Well, I mean, this kind of concept so. can work. You, so. know? you have like you know just people talking. You can absolutely do that. It's just you need to Plus at some point. Cheap. 
you need to at some point yeah. or another throw a fucking joke in. <laughs> I, I, I seriously can't think of good or bad. I can't think of another show like this. Like they're naming shows that I've not heard of before, but mm. I can't think of like high profile ones that that maybe I have heard of. It's it's really interesting. What was that? What was that movie with the two guys? Uh, the trip. Oh 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 no! That, that wasn't sort of like, like that. All right. No, I no. only remember the fucking uh, uh, Michael Caine scene. So yeah. no, that's very good. The trip uh, is that Steve Coogan. Steve Coogan. Yes. And... Yeah. Yeah, and Rob yeah. Ryden, yes. Yes, yeah. No, they've done two or three of those now, and they're all very good, but no, it's, it's following mm. them they, they on release, a, They're a series over here. They just make them into movies for overseas, I think. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's how I've seen them. They just added them together into a, into a movie. Uh, English guy, what was your bad thing? Uh, I forgot. <laughs> no, 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 now you remember. This is why we write things down. I didn't know that was an option. Uh, I think, well, actually, it was uh, Ralph Little, I think, but maybe you, you it was... You're going to have to explain who he is. Mm-hmm. He was the one of the kids that went into the kitchen who was doing that impression of the thing that nobody knew what it was doing impression of. Okay, and you guys the, didn't the, know the, that either, right? The child father. No, <laughs> I think it was Big Brother he was doing an impression uh, of. Someone yeah, in that. Possibly, yeah. Very top With a Liverpool accent. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't doing the voiceover, was it? No, no, no. no that's a Newcastle accent. Yeah, no, but mm. what Big is, Brother, what's his accent? Day fifty-six. That, that was that's that's the voiceover guy. Mm. I'm doing impressions now, <laughs> and they have no clue what I'm doing. But yeah, anyway, but you did it once, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying uh, he was my bad thing. I don't know because his of his lack of involvement in the episode um, with very little to work with, but I just don't think his acting was up to much. It was like he was unsure of his character and didn't know how to now, act. Is, is this a performer that's been in other things that you've liked him in? Yeah, he's, he's done lots of stuff. And three, okay, I'm not familiar with him. And he's done three series of this already. So this mm-hmm. is... <laughs> and you liked him in two pints of... Yeah, a long-running sitcom, Two Pints of Lager and a Packet of Crisps. Oh, I've heard of that one. And You've heard of that one? Yeah, but I think because Mitchell and Webb referenced it, not because I know the actual show. Oh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> and oh. she was in it as well. His, his girlfriend in this. Yeah. The best doctor's assistant. Yes, yeah. I thought you might get that at some point. <laughs> so the eighth doctor's assistant then? Yes, yes the eighth doctor's assistant. <laughs> but only on audio, not actually on the TV. Ah, of course. <laughs> uh, Irish Gav, what's your bad thing? Well, my bad thing <laughs> is it's probably aged quite badly. We were just talking about that. The, the kids doing the same impression over and over in the kitchen. Um, it's just completely forgotten about months later and I want to say it's Big Brother, but who knows? But it's just like they keep doing. I get the joke that the that, that that's what kids or teenagers mm-hmm. do is just mm-hmm. keep referencing things. But I don't. I can't even remember what they were supposed to be referencing. No, I I did I did follow. It's been like what ten years, fifteen years since this uh twenty this aired. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, the only thing I remember from the only thing I remember from twenty years ago is episodes of The Simpsons. So, yeah, that's when it started. And I include bad. my actual life in that. So, twenty yeah. years ago was when The Simpsons started going bad. Is how long ago twenty years ago was? By the way, like everyone's having Jesus. a hard time wrapping their heads around <laughs> the fact that two thousand was almost twenty years ago now. But uh, that is mm-hmm. uh, that is the case. 
<sighs> so, Matt, uh, you did your bad thing. What was your good thing? Um, yeah, the very, very last scene when the family gives the dad a subscription to Sky TV was weirdly sweet. It's just like, oh, <laughs> good for him. Also, their grand reminds me of my grand. Is that good? Do you, do I, you like yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably call her. Before we say anything, is that good? <laughs> yeah, because often, often when I say this, the mom on the show reminded me of my mom, it's like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> it's not always a good thing. No, this is the one I like. Okay, that's fair. And uh, I want to say about the, 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 the gift they gave him at the end, mm-hmm. you know, they gave him Sky TV. I mean, it's all very well, but they're going to get that Sky TV as well. Yeah, because they're living yeah that's the a good for the whole family. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Also, they didn't give, like, it's they gave him a card. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would they, just go, well, it's... Because he's the keeper of the TV, he's the king of the house. It's yeah, but does it's that mainly his. yeah? You, you you think you're making it better, but you're really not. Mm. No, and you're the fact that he's worse. he's been unemployed for so long means that he never leaves the TV. Probably yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, because he's the man of the house. He decides what's on TV. That's yeah. not really good. Wow. Did you were you otherwise uh, thinking that this was a, a family of nice people? I mean. <laughs> Even if you like the show, I can't imagine you think these are, you know, these are good people. The mom seems the kind of shock. nice yeah. in a weird shell shocked kind of way. Yeah, I suppose she's so. just very easily pleased, I think. Oh, mm. isn't that nice? We were just here with our David, weren't we? Mm-hmm. That kind of oh. thing. Who? Wait, oh, no, you're baby. Be moving in. You're going to be marrying into that family. Oh, oh, lovely. Was she the one talking about Valerie the whole time, or was that the grandmother? Yeah, that was the grandmother. grandmother. Apparently, he had a weird crush on Valerie. And then at the end, she said she reminded me of me. Well, I, I think the only reason she had a weird crush on Valerie was because of money. Oh, mm. maybe, yeah. Or I want implants. to sit next to Valerie. Mm-hmm. I want to open my cracker with Valerie, <laughs> and I'm not using that as a euphemism. No. <laughs> Uh, what else? <laughs> what, what else? else I, what else happened, Al? You tell me. I think <laughs> I, the fact that we got three minutes of summary out of that, I think, is uh, to our uh-huh. credit. It's, you know, I mean, I, I've heard arguments for and against, and it, it wasn't for me, but I can, I see I see what you guys are saying, or at least English, Gav. I don't know that you necessarily agree, Irish, Gav, but I, I see yeah. the appeal <laughs> of, I, of I, I watched it. I watched it occasionally. I wouldn't say it was bad or anything, but it's, it's quite, I get the jokes. Mm-hmm. I get jokes. There, there, uh, were, there <laughs> were some jokes. Like, we, we, you know, we kid, but there were a handful of things that make, made us laugh. Like, yeah. uh, Matt, you picked out a quote that was actually quite funny. Text in all the men, then we come back and jump on the Orient Express. <gasps> you ever been on the Orient Express, Jim? No. Oh, there's a lot of murders on the Orient Express. You want to watch it on that. Isn't that right, Barbara? What? There's always murders on the Orient Express. Yeah, the, this guy, that that made me laugh. Yeah, this that was good. I enjoyed that. I haven't but, noticed the, that uh, sadly she's been sectioned, but I have no idea what's referencing. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, a friend Valerie. She had a friend called Valerie. Oh, that's not confusing. 
<laughs> oh, oh, but but she's sadly she's been sectioned. Yeah, yeah, that was quite funny. What is that? What I I don't know what that is. Oh, section. Uh, that means yes. locked up. Institutionalized. Yeah. Yeah, institutionalized. Yeah. Ah, that's no, I've never one. heard that expression. That's the word. Yeah. I think the code is called section because it's like section something of the law that that you can someone because of like danger to yourself or other people. Not, people uh, right. Is it not section eight? No, that's a that's a thing here, and it means something slightly different. Okay, it's it's similar, but not exactly the same. This is just something I picked up from Judge Dredd comic. So, ah. no, there which were... is how I learned about England. I there were a handful of like cultural things I I had trouble with. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't I I didn't know what the Dyson was for the longest time until Matt told me. The vacuum, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I it's a, it was it's a owned owned by a Brexit supporting billionaire. Ah, oh, well, <laughs> cool, cool. What a rich asshole! That's weird, isn't it? <laughs> uh. It's also a sphere. <laughs> yes, they made that joke. What man? I'm making these jokes for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly not for the listeners. It's just no, for you. <laughs> Listeners? Oh yeah, that's the thing you yeah. have and we didn't. I forget <laughs> that's, the thing, that's, that's the thing that all left when we stopped uh, talking about Star Trek. <laughs> oh, they'll be back. Yeah, they'll all be back. We're talking about that episode with the Dyson Sphere. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. that's, but I, mean, I think just be thankful it wasn't any of the other Christmas specials that they had. They were like an hour long. Oh, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was going to pick, we talked about this for years, I was going to pick the uh, He-Man She-Ra Christmas special. Oh, we um, should have Which is an hour long, unfortunately. Right, next time, why don't we just have that as all of our things and we can yeah. just summarize it? I'm going to forget that, but that would be lovely. Because <laughs> I've never seen it. Oh, really? I, I've only seen the clips of Skeletor being nice. For the best parts. Yeah, which, which is the joke. <laughs> well, I'm evil, I don't like being nice. There is the Christmas Blackadder, but I suspect Matt has seen it. I have. I love which? the Christmas oh. Blackadder. I used to watch it every year. I think, I've, unless it was the first series, I've seen it too. Mm. I've seen all but the first series, which everyone it's tells a, me to skip, Christmas, so. It's a Christmas Carol riff, not surprisingly. Ah, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, who hasn't yeah, but, done that? but the reverse. It's also got the rarely seen future Blackadder, which I always wish they'd made a show about. <laughs> it's not just because you wanted to see Baldrick in his pants. Yes, that's the only reason. Well, now I'm in. Well, I don't blame you. <sighs> all right, well, that's all I have. What about you guys? Uh, that's pretty much all I have. Yeah. Very well. Well, we, we just mentioned Christmas Carol. I, I might as well mention here, uh, this year, Matt and I will be appearing on uh, Brian's podcast, uh, Tinseltown, yes. uh, reviewing uh, uh, Christmas Carol, the uh, Patrick Stewart Christmas Carol. Mm -hmm. as mm. sort of a stunt casting Star Trek-y kind of thing. So, uh, yeah. So look forward to that. Check that out. Yeah. Uh, anything you fellows want to tell anyone about? Uh, certainly not on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cats are a thing that exist. You might want to check them out. They're quite cool. Are you cool. are you um, writing facts for crackers? Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Cats the movie is a thing that exists apparently. What? Not yet, but it will. Yes. It, uh, it's next week, isn't it? 
Is it? Uh, oh, the God. The 20th. I have a friend, actually Devlin, who's been on the show a couple of times, is incredibly excited for that movie. I just assumed Dude. that's that show... Wars. I, just I assumed that, movie that they're not doing a, doing a uh, press screening for it. Yeah. Probably for the best. <laughs> read, into, that? read into that what you will. Sorry. It just it this always seemed like like one of those things that just it was never going to happen. There was just going to be trailer out. They would just release a trailer every six months that just had kind of the same footage edited differently, and then uh-huh. cats never happened. I just want to know how they're going to do cats come out into the audience because I know that's part of the the live show. Oh God! I just had this horrible idea of like people dressed as dressed in cats costumes streaming out put on your CD glasses. Oh. Oh. Your idea is much better than Matt's. That's that, that, all, that, I, that, all I thought is I don't want that to happen. That'll yeah. really enhance the cat's weird boobs. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which uh, is the so... full title of the movie. <laughs> the cat's weird boobs. It's the worst Dr. Seuss book I've ever read. <laughs> all right. Well, so next week we will be doing a supplemental. Uh, if you want to write to us, please do. We're, we're running a little short on mail for that yeah. one, so that would be good. Uh, post it on a core at Gmail. Then after that, finally, back to Star Trek. Mm-hmm. We will be covering the various short treks that have been dropping uh, in pairs. So there's there's three separate pairs of those. And then into the Picard show. So we're, yeah. we're just about there. We're just about back to Star Trek. <sighs> so close, you guys. It's exciting. <laughs> Uh, so let's see the website postatomichorror.com we're on Twitter at Algar at RobotMet I think that's it you guys want to give your uh, Twitter names probably if I could remember it (laughs) (laughs) I noticed you both have locked accounts now which is why I haven't been tagging you on stuff anymore honestly Uh, on my Irish guy Brown Mm -hmm. yeah sounds probably like it's true yeah (laughs) Aunt Mr. Sloan yep that's that's an account that also exists but has nothing to do with you, obviously. I mean, you know him, but uh, that's not you. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I don't know. Why did you say that? I don't uh, have any... Uh, English gaff, uh, semi boys, I've no idea. Uh, semi boys, that's, that's a yeah, that's All right. Boys. With, a, with a Z, as they would say. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, that's all for this time. We'll mm-hmm. be back next week. Yeah. See you, guys. Guys, oh, Jesus okay. Christ. See you, folks. <laughs> The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Elgar Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2019. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.